Hello and thank you for tuning into Sideline Story, your destination for sports news, analysis and discussions. I am your host, Brandon Yates, and today I'm joined by my co-hosts, Fuyu and Tian Yu. And today we will be talking about various talking points that were the most touching sporting talking points of 2022. And this will be as we look forward and move into the new year of 2023. But of course... Over the the weekend, we've got the really, really sad news that Brazilian footballing legend Pele has sadly passed away at the age of 82. And of course, as we know, Pele is an icon of the game of football and he will always be remembered for everything that he did on and off the field throughout his phenomenal career. And Tianyu, I'd like to start with you. What are your thoughts um, just looking back on Pele's incredible career? What are your personal thoughts about his impact on the game and, you know, all of the achievements that he managed to accomplish, you know, on and off the field throughout his just truly spectacular career. Well, uh, growing up as a millennial, I have never seen Pelé playing in a live match, actually. But I have already heard his name so many times, even before I got interested in football. He was full of glories. He won a record three World Cups. And also, he was one of the youngest players ever playing in a tournament, and he scored over 1,200 goals throughout his career. But all these goals aside, all these glories aside, what amazed me most about Pele is how his influence on football went well beyond scoring. He helped create and promote this beautiful game-playing style, which focused on clever ball control, creative passing, and strong desire for attacking. He is actually the creator of so many modern football techniques, and his influence extended to so many great players now. You know, Lionel Messi, Cristiano Ronaldo, and Neymar. He is a national hero in Brazil, and he's so beloved by this whole world. Just like uh, what Neymar wrote in memory of him, Pelé changed everything. He transformed football into art and entertainment. Football and Brazil elevated their standing thanks to the football king. He is gone, but his magic will endure. Pele is eternal. So today, we are looking back at the glories of the life of Pele. Here's reporter Paulo Cabral in Brazil. It was June 1958, the World Cup in Sweden. Edson Arantes do Nascimento, known as Pelé, was just 17. From the start, he was artistry in motion. He led his team to victory in the finals, and football fans would never forget him. In 2014, the Brazilian port city of Santos, home to the professional football club where Pelé played most of his career and where he rose to fame, honored its favorite son by officially opening the Pelé Museum. A we are used to seeing people being heavily criticized when they are alive because we are all humans and make mistakes. And then they become angels after they die. This is why I am so happy to be honored by this museum because I am still here in very good health. The collection tells his story from his early days as a shoeshine boy in the Brazilian countryside to the glories of his three World Cup wins through his retirement in 1974, but then being lured back to the field to play for the New York Cosmos the following year. His final game was played in 1977, when he led his team to the league championship. When Pelé turned 80 years old, he was interviewed for Brazil's football league, the CBF, where he reflected on, among other things, the reasons for his success. 
Eu agradeço a Deus, oro e falo a Deus. Mas... Why God? Why was I chosen? It's hard to explain because all my life I just wanted to be like my father, Don Nino. And God gave me this gift of everything that happened in my life. So sometimes I just can't explain. It's hard. Now the king is gone. And it doesn't seem there is yet anyone to wear his crown. Yeah, look, I think when we look back, you know, at the phenomenon that was Pele, I think, of course, we'll remember, um, you know, just the incredible influence that he had. Of course, I think that he is going to go down as probably the most iconic footballer of all time. Pele, an absolute legend, and he will be sorely missed. We're going to move into the sporting moments of 2022. Of course, you know, it was a fantastic year for for sporting achievements across many sporting codes. And there were just so many memorable moments. Um, and 2022 really was just a phenomenal year for sport. And there were just so many fantastic sporting moments and achievements. And for you, just starting with you, of course, there were many sporting moments that touched the hearts of sporting fans in 2022. But just for you personally, what were the sporting moments that touched your heart and why were they so touching for you? Yeah, there are a lot of moments that came to my mind, but the top, top, the absolute most touching, or I can say the most memorable moment for me is the lighting of the Olympic cauldron at the opening ceremony of the Beijing Winter Games. Um, director Zhang Yimou made a very bold and creative decision to have a tiny flame instead of a spectacular display. And no opening ceremony of the Olympic Games had done that before. It was very original and surprising and unforgettable as well. It was a quiet but very powerful moment, and it demonstrates a lot of confidence, determination, and faith, which is what the world was in urgent need of at the moment that the Olympic Games was held under the context of COVID-19. And there were so many things that were expressed through this very natural move by the athlete to put the flame, put the torch in the center of the giant snowflake. Um, and another moment that really touched me was the teary farewell for Roger Federer. It's really not so much the end of Federer's competitive career that touched me than how Rafael Nadal reacted at the ceremony. He did not hide it. He did not make any effort to hide his emotions. And it was a very truthful and honest display of all his tears and his emotions. As two of the best tennis players in the history of the sport, they have competed against each other for years and they knew how hard it is to walk away from something they've dedicated their whole life to for such a long time. And uh, for Nadal, saying goodbye to a rival is like saying goodbye to his past. The farewell ceremony wasn't about him, but there were so many things that I believe he could relate to. And nobody can overlook Nadal, uh, a very emotional Nadal at the ceremony as they say goodbye to Roger Federer. And it just makes me believe that there is true friendship in the world of sports and that the, the world is still a very beautiful place. Yeah, I think just looking back, like you said, there are so many moments that we can look back on. But the two that you mentioned there, I think just starting off with the lighting of the flame in Beijing, I think that was a really touching moment, like you said, in the context of COVID-19 and, you know, returning to a massive sporting events and, um, you know, the uniqueness of that particular flame. And um, that was a really 
special moment to witness. And I think that um, with Roger Federer, um, just seeing, you know, some of his rivals coming together and taking part in his final match and, you know, seeing them speak about Roger Federer in such high regard and, you know, also breaking out in tears. And you could see the impact that he had on his colleagues. And like you said, I think that genuine friendships were developed there. That was also really fantastic to see. And those were definitely two very touching sporting moments, I would have to agree, looking back on 2022. Um, Tian Yu, just from your perspective, were there any particular moments over the past year that, well, sporting moments, of course, that touched your heart, you know, and was there any particular reason why, you know, it affected you in that way? Yeah, I would say I was really moved by the moment when Chinese female football player Wang Shuang raised the trophy of the AFC Women's Asian Cup along with her teammates. The Chinese female football players had their glory days. They used to win the trophy eight times, but this was the first time in 16 years for the Chinese players to win the title again this year. So uh, the victory is very meaningful to the Chinese people. It was quite a feat for China to uh, to even reach the finals already because they hadn't qualified for the finals for many years. And this time they even beat the two-time defending champion Japan in the semifinals and performed so many amazing turnarounds in the tournament. And also, uh, over the past few years, Chinese football has been a source of disappointment for their fans. Just before the women's team's victory, the men's national team just lost to Vietnam in the World Cup qualification match. So at the moment, every Chinese fan was upset by their defeat and the victory of the female players was so much needed and just came in time as uh, it really lifted our spirits. I just really appreciate what the girls have achieved without much founding and much attention like the men's team has. And I hope their victory is the start of the rise of Chinese football. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. I think there has been some massive disappointments in terms of the Chinese men's national football team and then to have the success of the women's team. I think that was a, a, a pretty phenomenal achievement from the from the women's national Chinese football team. And yeah, something pretty similar happened in South Africa where um, South African women's football team, also known as Banyana Banyana, they also achieved something incredible in 2022. They lifted their first Africa Women Cup of Nations title and just for me, that was also really incredible to see. We've also had massive disappointment with our men's national football team over the years where they haven't achieved much success for quite a long time. And the women's team, they'd been incredibly unlucky at the Africa Women Cup of Nations where they'd been runners up so many times. I mean, just most recently in 2008, 2012 and 2018. And then to finally see them lift the title in 2022 and just, you know, see a South African national football team becoming the, the champions of Africa, that was really fantastic to see. And I think it was also, you know, of course, it was a touching moment, but I think it was very important in terms of the growth of the game, particularly amongst women in South Africa, because, yeah, unfortunately... You know, the women's game has been pretty much ignored in South Africa and all of the focus has been on men's football. But with the women lifting that title, it's placed a huge um, microscope on the women's game in a positive way. And yeah, hopefully their success will also lead to more and more women taking part, not just in football, but in sport in general, and then just achieving sporting success. So I think 
that was a massive moment, of course, for South African football, but just for South African sport and for women in particular. So I think those, you know, the achievement that you mentioned of the Chinese national women's football team, I think those will be uh, memories that will definitely stay in our hearts for some time to come. And I think that impact will be far reaching and will go way beyond 2022 in a very, very positive way. And looking back on 2022, there were also some really phenomenal personalities that emerged as they always do year after year. Yeah, we saw some uh, major sporting personalities emerge and create quite a splash in the sporting headlines in 2022. But Tianyu, from your perspective, who would you say is the sporting personality of the year? So personally speaking, Karim Benzema would be my answer. Just like uh, what we have talked about in the previous episode of our podcast, Uh, The Frenchman really had an inspiring and amazing season. For years, he has played under the shadow of Cristiano Ronaldo. He's been deemed as his best teammate, best wingman, and was the one to blame a lot when Real Madrid failed in matches. He went through so many bad times when things were not going great at the team. He also suffered a lot when he was not being picked for the French national team. But despite all these hardships, he never stopped working hard and kept his aim clear and became the top scorer in Real Madrid when the team needed him the most. And eventually, he helped Real Madrid win the 2022 uh, European Championships League. And uh, this year, at 34, he became the oldest Ballon d'Or winner. So this, I think his story is really inspiring to me, and I would say he is my choice of the sporting personality of the year. Yeah, Karim Benzema is an interesting one. Of course, like you said, he's the oldest Ballon d'Or winner, and he really um, led Real Madrid to so much success in 2022. And I think he definitely has to go down as one of the biggest sporting personalities of 2022. But I also think it's been a contrasting year for him. It's You know, it must be difficult because I'm sure he's also incredibly proud of everything that he achieved this year in terms of Real Madrid and, the, you know, the individual success that he had. But I think he must also be incredibly disappointed with how things went for him and for the French national team. Of course, fortunately, he suffered an injury and he had to miss most of the World Cup. And supposedly, he was ready and fit for the FIFA World Cup final and then wasn't ultimately selected. And then he very abruptly retired from the French national team. You know, looking back on the year, he 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 should be incredibly proud of his Ballon d'Or award and the you know achievements that he managed with Real Madrid. But I think it must must have also been a tricky end to the year for him mentally because I think he must have been incredibly disappointed with how things turned out for him and the French national team. Of course, he also missed out on their FIFA World Cup win in 2018. And I'm sure he was also incredibly disappointed to not be included in the squad for the FIFA World Cup final. So, yeah, I think for positive and negative reasons, I think um, Karim Benzema definitely goes down as one of the biggest names of 2022. But of course, a couple of other factors that we saw in 2022 were some rising stars, as well as some people that will be stepping away from sport that we will also miss dearly. Tianyu, I'll start with you. Of course, like I said now, there were many rising stars across a variety of sporting codes. But just from your perspective, which rising stars caught your eye throughout 2022? Yeah, we we do have seen so many rising young, talented players throughout this year. So in football, Erling Haaland and Kylian Mbappe must be on the list. It seems like the two are the potential players that are most likely to take over Ronaldo and Messi. 
Uh, yeah, I did. I did say Holland has great potential in a previous episode、uh, of our podcast, but I didn't think I would be amazed by Mbappe's performance until I watched the World Cup final. I was really impressed by his outstanding play in the match. I must say he was insane in the game. You know, apart from his incredible speed and shooting accuracy, his mentality is really strong, which was shown、uh, clearly showing the game. Three penalty kicks all in the same direction. That was really something that only a player with a big heart can do. So I would say Mbappe is also gonna make some great achievements in the future. And also, as a Real Madrid fan, I am quite happy to see the improvements of so many、uh, of some young players in the team, especially Valverde and Vinicius. You know, Valverde has become a very all-around player. You can see his position changing from right forward to attacking midfielder, and also his shooting accuracy has improved a lot. And long shot has become his strongest weapon. Also,、uh, Vinicius has become、uh, has come a long way from the player whose position was stuck in the left wing. He knew how to appear in the right position and how to handle balls more efficiently. So I believe the two will have a bright career awaiting them. And also in other sports, I was also very impressed by watching Elin Gu's performance in the 2022 Winter Olympics in Beijing. Uh, at age 18, Gu Ailing has become the youngest Olympic champion in freestyle skiing after winning gold medals in big air and halfpipe and a silver medal in slopestyle at the 2022 Winter Olympics. But apart from her brilliant performance in the matches, I was also impressed by how she performed during interviews. She sounded very sophisticated and mature in these interviews, and、uh, that was something I am very impressed by,、uh, considering her young age. So these are the rising young players that have impressed me the most in the 2022. Yeah, I think just looking back, particularly on Kylian Mbappe, just his mentality is something that you mentioned that I think definitely deserves a lot of praise because just before that World Cup final, he just looked so calm and composed, and he had a smile on his face, and he just didn't look stressed by the the gravity of a World Cup final at all, which I think at his age is just pretty phenomenal. You know, the amount of success and he and experience he already has at such a young age. And the fact that he almost single-handedly pulled France back from a two-nil deficit against Argentina, although France, of course, ultimately lost the final. But、um, yeah, the fact that he was able to have such an impact on that game at such a young age is is pretty phenomenal indeed. And I think yeah, the emergence of him and Erling Haaland, I think, was pretty special in 2022. And hopefully, those two will be able to carry the torch once Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo eventually, you know, step away from the game entirely. And then you know, moving on to Guaylin and just her impact. I mean, she was incredible at the Beijing Games, and yeah, like you said, of course, you know, she deserves so much praise for what she was able to achieve through her sporting achievements. But at the same time, you know, interviews so composed, so cool under pressure, so sophisticated. She really is a special human being, and I think that that she is a fantastic representative for just、uh, China nationally and just for Chinese sports in general. I think she's a really fantastic role model and someone to definitely look out for as we move throughout the years and we keep an eye on her future sporting success. 
for you, of course, there will also be some athletes that we will miss, um, you know, that may be stepping away from the game entirely or are kind of on the tail end of their careers. From your perspective, which athletes do you think will be missed the most as we move into 2023? Um, I'm really going to miss Cristiano Ronaldo from the World Cup stage. Although he has not really retired entirely from the sport, we know we will very probably never see him play another World Cup. And it's not fair for a player that has reached this height to go without a World Cup title. He deserves it for his hard work and perseverance, if not for what an amazing player he is. And I hate to think that years or decades from now, when people talk about Cristiano Ronaldo, they'll say he's one of the best players, but he's never won the World Cup. I don't recall any other players in history that match his height, um, that, that are missing this most important prize. Pele, Maradona, Brazil's Ronaldo, and now Messi. They're all remembered for their World Cup success. And people will always compare Ronaldo and Messi, and it doesn't feel right to me that one of them, which is just as good as the other, if not better, is one title short. And um, he's he's missing the most important title at that. Yeah, I think it's incredibly unlucky for Cristiano Ronaldo um, that he was never able to win the, the FIFA World Cup. And I think those are two players that we are going to miss from the World Cup stage, Lionel Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo. And of course, Messi has the the fantastic privilege of stepping away from you know the FIFA World Cup, having won a title. But unfortunately, that is something that Cristiano Ronaldo was never able to accomplish. And I agree, it was something that he deserved. But unfortunately, it did not happen for him. As we move into 2023, of course, there's plenty of sporting tournaments and happenings that we have to look forward to. But uh, for you, from your perspective, what are you most looking forward to as we move into 2023? The year 2023 will be very different. I'm, I'm very excited that sporting competitions are returning to China. Uh, what we already know that there will be four ATP events in the second half of the year and the postponed Hangzhou Asian Games will also take a Will, will also take place. And the Formula One Shanghai Grand Prix is on the calendar. Although there there's already reports about the race being canceled again, I'm really hoping it'll be held next year. And I'd love to go either as a reporter or as a spectator. I've been there twice to cover the event and it, it was a very good experience. But if I have the chance, I wouldn't hesitate to go again. But I'd uh, also love to go just once as a spectator to see um, what it's like to experience the fast-paced sport from a fan's perspective. And um, if not for myself, I'd love for the Shanghai Grand Prix to return for Zhou Guanyu. And we've discussed about his uh, achievements this year, and we know how much it'll mean for him to race in front of a home crowd. So yeah, a lot of sporting events to look forward to in 2023. And it'll be a lot easier for individuals or teams and um, sports officials to arrive in China starting next year. There will be no more quarantine and um, the COVID-19 protocols are either lifted or the restrictions are largely eased. So uh, 2023 will be a very different and exciting year for sports in China. Yeah, so those are definitely some sporting highlights to look forward to in 2023. Tianyu, from your perspective, anything um, in particular that you're looking forward to in the new year? 
Uh, yeah, in, so in football, I am very looking forward to watching future clashes in the European Championships League, as I really want to know whether Manchester City can win the title this year with such a strong squad. And about the Premier League, I'd like to see if Arsenal can win the trophy again after so many years, if they uh, can replenish their squad in the transfer period, of course. Uh, and also, I am also a huge fan of esports matches, particularly the game League of Legends. So I'm also very much looking forward to watching matches of the League of Legends Pro League, which is uh, the professional league for League of Legends in China. Uh, and there will be some major changes in the player makeup of many teams in the league. So I'm very much looking forward to seeing if there will be some interesting chemical reaction between these uh, different player makeups. So uh, yeah, I think there will be so many exciting games to watch in 2023. Absolutely. Those are also some major sporting events to look forward to. And from myself as a massive rugby fan, I'm definitely looking forward to the return of the Rugby World Cup, which will be happening in France in 2023. Of course, my home nation, South Africa, are the defending Rugby World Cup champions. So I'm hoping they are able to achieve the same success in 2023. And of course, there are plenty of sporting events to look forward to as we move into the new year. But that is all we have time for on this week's episode of Sideline Story. Thank you so much for joining us. And of course, as always, we will be back next week with our latest topic and we will see you then. 